And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Here we are. It's Friday already. But of course, the good news is that means it's time to welcome along to the studio from Envision Financial, Luke Smith. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, mate. Nice to have you back. It's nice to be back. And did you have a great holiday break? Well, supposedly I'm still on one, but... (laughs) There's no rest for the wicked. And never was that more true. Some events this week have sort of put... Curtail yeah. that, so you know. All right, well, here we are. We're here to press on and uh, carry on fighting the good fight. That's right. That's exactly, exactly right. right. And today, apparently, we're talking about how to work out the cost of your super fund. Well, mm. hang on, that sounds like way too much work for me. Well, Shouldn't I just let my employer make the compulsory deposit every month yeah. and, and I'll just retire in 10 years' time and I'll have the money waiting for me? Or do I have to actually put some effort into this? Um, no, look, what you've just said is exactly right. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, putting your super wherever you're in employer you know wants you to put it and letting it be whatever it'll be and you'll generally end up in the balanced option which may or may not be appropriate for you but it probably won't do you a lot of damage on either side of the spectrum be it good be it bad hence it's balanced although we did touch last year on what does balance mean we certainly did it means different <laughs> so, things to different people exactly right so it's it's something to keep in mind but today's really just about touching on the things that people can look for because one thing i i, I see a lot is oh, there's a great deal of confusion around different fees and charges and the way that they're communicated, the way that they're shown and the way that they're hidden in some instances. Um, and, and I've had I've had a, a couple of instances last year where I've tried to work out the, the, the true cost of something uh, and it's a lot harder than you realise um, because there could be multiple places to go looking. So today was really just touching on some of the things that you could see when you're looking at your statements, some ideas around what is fair and reasonable and what people could expect to pay. Um, and then, obviously, what you could do to work through your situation and see if you're getting good value for yeah. what you're incurring. Because, you know, you get what you pay for in some instances and, you know, there's different ways to hide different numbers and we'll cover those off today. All right. So what are some of the costs that people should be looking out for when they take a look at the inner workings of their super fund? Yeah. So generally, some funds will have an admin fee um, and others may not. So... Don't jump to the conclusion that because you're not paying one, your fund is cheap. Some funds will have a fixed amount. It might be seven, five, eight, ten dollars a week, capped at a certain amount. Others may have an admin fee that is charged on the number of assets that you hold, but also, or alternatively, uh, the value of your fund and what you'll find with a lot of retail funds where you have a lot of investment choice you have the ability to say, I have $500,000 in my fund mm-hmm. and they will have a tiered fee structure in relation to their admin. So it might be the first $250,000 is at 0.5 of a percent. The next 250000 is at 0.4. The next two fifty is at 0.2 and anything over X, you know, there's, there's no fee. So you just need to have a look and see what you've got in your fund and how your admin fee is structured. So the admin fee could be quite complicated or it might appear that there is no admin fee but there are hidden costs elsewhere. And that's why we're going to break down a few key things today to look at because in the instances where you have a fund where there's no admin fee charged, you can find that your ICR or your internal cost ratio, which is a fancy way of saying the fee charged by the investment option that you're in, that could be significantly higher, but people jump to the premise that, oh, I'm in this fund, it's cheap because there's no admin fee, right. and they could be paying a one5 to 2% internal cost ratio. So 
today was really about just looking for some key things so that when you are totaling up, well, what does this fund actually cost me? You can look at it with a, a, a broad lens and understand that if one isn't there, it could be more expensive because you haven't considered something that isn't disclosed well. Okay. So there's different types of admin fees. There are simple, straightforward ones. There are yep. more complicated ones. Yep. Or there are occasions where there doesn't appear to be an admin fee, but you'll be paying in other ways. So Correct. are there other fees and costs that are also lurking in the deep there that people need to look for? Look, exactly right. So if we step away from the admin fee, the next one to look for is what is my ICR? And that is the internal cost ratio. So with any fund you'll be able to look at if you take a default option and say I'm in the balanced option whatever that may be for your respective fund that will have an ICR or an internal cost ratio and you'll be able to go into the product disclosure statement or jump on the net and say right I'm in the balanced option and it charges 0 0.85 0 0.70 0.65 whatever it may be for your respective provider some other things that you need to then consider that are not disclosed in the same booklet. Right. And this is now, where... that's a bit cheeky. And, and exactly. So it's, it's probably legally not wrong, but is it clear and concise and easy to find? Mm. Probably not. Right. Because borrowing costs, property costs, yep. and some transaction costs are generally disclosed in an ancillary fee document that will not be advertised in the product disclosure statement. So you can log on to any industry fund or any fund provider and say the balanced option costs 0.65. Mm -hmm. Your true cost of investment would then be any ancillary transaction cost to that, property costs and borrowing costs, and they are all disclosed yeah. and they may differ depending on your investment option. So it's important that you look at those in totality when looking at moving funds or saying, well, that versus self-managed, you know, is it more or less expensive? Because in some instances, a self-managed super fund can be a lot, lot cheaper um, because we spoke before about a tiered admin fee right. that goes up as your value goes up. With a self-managed super fund, it's generally a fixed fee. Right. So for bigger balances, the admin cost on a percentage basis can be significantly cheaper than if you used other alternatives. Okay, well, that's uh, important to know. So uh, when we're looking at all these costs, why are we going through what seems to be a fairly convoluted and involved and difficult mm. process? Um, are different products offering vastly different cost structures? Is it possible to actually save a lot of money by yeah. swapping to a different product? Look, potentially it can, depending on the, the, the fund that you're in and what they offer. It's important to step back and say, well, what do I need? Because there's no point buying a Ferrari if you're going to deliver bread. Well, I don't know. You deliver it very quickly. You deliver it very quickly, <laughs> but you may not get many loaves in it. It'll, it'll be fresh when it gets there. Correct. It'll still be hot. <laughs> well, it would be if I was driving. I'd Absolutely, say that yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I say that a bit tongue-in-cheek, but don't be in a fund that gives you all of these options if you're not going to use them. Right. And, 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 and conversely, if you want to have flexibility and control – then you may need to pay a little bit more in relation to the admin fee if you want to use exchange-traded funds, specialised managed funds, listed investment options, uh, converting preference shares and all of the other different underlying investments. You're paying for choice, but you can then lower your investment cost by using things like listed shares because once you pay your brokerage, you don't pay anything to hold them. Right. Or you could use an ETF. We spoke before about an internal cost ratio. 
an Australian equity fund may charge between 0.6 and 1%. Well, you can buy the ASX 200 index, which is the biggest 200 companies in Australia, mm-hmm. for 0.1 to 0.15 of a percent. So okay. it's about understanding what you need and what your fund can offer you because you can reduce your investment costs significantly by having a wide range of options and understanding the tools that you can use. So it's important that you look at what you're incurring cost-wise to maximise the rate of return and limit the outgoings within your fund because if you compound that over many, many years of membership, you could be paying overs. And if you could save half a percent on a million dollars, that starts to add up on Well, it certainly basis. does. That's right. Small percentages of big numbers are still big numbers. Correct. That's yeah. right. Exactly right. So uh, if you do decide that, well, perhaps the super fund I'm with isn't giving me the best value for money, how difficult is it to transfer it to a different fund? Look, it's actually it's actually very, very easy. The, the general process in relation to doing that is identify where you want to go, open up a fund where you want to move to, and as part of that setup process, with everything being through an electronic settlement house now, it's all done in a matter of days and the new fund will contact your existing fund. You provide their details in your application and they will actually roll over and transfer all of the money that is in your existing fund to the new fund for you um, very, very quickly and very, very efficiently. So it's, it's not a difficult thing to do. Prior to doing that, it's important that you consider the costs of potentially selling assets. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we do need to consider are the buy-sell spreads. So a buy-sell spread is the difference between the entry price and the exit price for a managed fund, um, and that is reflected in the sale value if you leave. Right. You would also want to consider the, any potential capital gains tax implications if you're in superannuation phase and not in a pension because there could be capital gains to pay depending on the fund that you're in and the assets and the way that they've performed. So there are some things to consider when looking at what are the benefits. But if you take a long-term view of things and manage that appropriately, you could get a much wider investment menu which could lower your ongoing internal Mm. cost ratios and find something that's more appropriate when you look at things in totality. Okay, so um, generally speaking, it sounds like changing your super fund is actually a whole lot easier than trying to change your mortgage. <laughs> it's like... Um, I think, well, <laughs> big shout-out to all the mortgage brokers out yeah, well, no, by, um, the, by the time, you, you know, you've got to pay an exit fee from your old mortgage and an application fee for your new yeah. mortgage, and, you know, it gets a bit yeah. complicated. And and a lot of people don't you, bother. You need to look at things in totality and think, okay, don't just look at the, the costs to do it now. What are the benefits over a two, three, four, five, six, yeah. eight, ten year time frame? Because if you can lower your investment costs going forwards, you may be able to recoup any exit fee or anything else that you've incurred to leave in the first twelve months, if not sooner. Because superannuation is generally a long term play. So you need yes. to have a long term view and approach it with that lens to make sure that you've got the control that you're after and you've got the inappropriate amount of fees and charges. Because I, I generally try and run our portfolios um, with an internal cost ratio of less than 0.5 of a percent. We try and get between sort of 0.3 and 0.5, mm-hmm. which I think is really efficient for a well-diversified portfolio that would use listed shares, ETFs, managed funds, and a range of other structures that are available to you. But it comes back to what does the fund that I use offer and how can I best control um, the fees that I'm incurring? There may also be some ancillaries like super splitting. Mm-hmm. Some funds charge a fee, some don't. Um, flagging superannuation or family court settlements. 
um, where you're dividing superannuation up. Some funds charge a fee, others don't. So it's important to go through all of the ancillary fees and charges when you're making your you know, informed decision as to, well, what else could I be caught with down the track? Um, because they may not be appropriate now, but you may incur them in the future. So just look at them in totality and understand, is there an admin fee and is it appropriate? Is it tied to the value of the fund or is it tied to the number of assets that I have? And then in relation to your internal cost ratio, what is the total fee that I'm incurring on my portfolio and can I lower it by using listed shares, ETFs and some specialised managed funds? So if I'm going to all the trouble of uh, going through all this information in detail and uh, trying to figure out what I'm actually paying in fees and costs and charges and so forth, Mm -hmm. how do I know what's a good deal and what's not a good deal? Can you tell me what's fair and reasonable and what should should people be aiming for in terms of the the features that they might get in return for those fees? Okay, so if we looked at a, 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 a retail superannuation fund and you could pick any big brand name, you know, Macquarie, Colonial, MLC, they all offer a retail superannuation fund. You've then got your industry funds. Um, A lot of people know what they are. So if you were to compare the fees and charges in relation to those two structures, an admin fee should be really across, if we use the number like half a million dollars, the admin fee should not be more than 0.3 or 0.4% in totality, and it should cap out or lower itself over time. Um, in relation to the internal cost ratio, which is the cost of the investments that you're going to hold in your portfolio, a diversified portfolio, I try and keep it under half a percent. Um, I think that is fair and reasonable. Um, if you've got an ICR that is, you know, 0.8, 0.9 or more than one, you'd want to have some amazing outperformance in relation to the assets that you're holding for the fixed costs that you're incurring every year that are not tax deductible. So 0.5 in relation to the ICR. Um, the borrowing and property costs, well, they're hard to, to, to measure because they will be 0.25 to 0.3 of a percent or less depending on the transactions that are undertaken over a, a 12-month period by the fund that you're in. Um, super splitting and, 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 and family courts and estate matters, they generally have a fixed fee. Um, but I generally look at something and say, if your ICRs are less than half a percent, that's pretty sharp across a diversified portfolio. Mm-hmm. Your admin fee should be less than half a percent. And you generally pay an admin fee to have a much wider range of investment options. An industry fund will have a fixed admin fee at you know X amount a week, and that's fine, because they generally don't have the investment menu and the access to the investments that a retail fund does. So if control and flexibility is important to you and you want to be able to buy certain things, then some funds are good for you and others aren't. So it's about understanding what you want, having the the tools in the toolbox to be able to use them, and then having an overall cost that is appropriate, relevant to its peers. Um, So I think if you you approach it with those sort of three steps, you'll be able to come out with something that is, is fair and reasonable and right for you. Fantastic. Today we're talking about how to work out the cost of your super fund with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. And so, Luke, can you tell us, after we've covered all of that material in the yep. first half of the segment, what are your top three tips for the new year? Yeah, so if I was going to look at my superannuation costs, one, review your ICR or your internal cost ratio. And that's just the fee charged for the investment that you hold inside your fund. So, check that one out first. Um, ensure that 
you have a wide range of investment options. A good personal super fund should offer you access to shares, a wide range of managed funds. And when I say a wide range of managed funds, between three and 500 different options, as well as exchange traded funds, listed investment companies and a range of things. So check that you have a wide range of investment options. If you were in a fund and it offered three or four options and you were paying an ICR of one to 1.21% um, and you were employed by a major employer in the ACT, I'd be looking at that and saying, wow, for what I'm getting, that could be really expensive. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd look at the, the, what you're paying for and what you're getting, like anything in life. Um, and also, if you were looking to try and look at the fees and charges, consider the insurance that may be in your fund because you may have default insurance that could be more expensive than a retail option or another provider that is soaking up part of your balance every year that you yeah. may or may not need, or you could get more for less or better definition. So if we're looking at trying to look at ways to reduce your fees, look at your ICR in total, work out what that is, make sure it's under half a percent. Make sure you've got a wide range of investment options, access to numerous different investments, and obviously the insurance and what you're paying and what you're incurring there. So yeah. that'd be my first three to look at to, to lower your cost inside super. And of course, a lot of people actually forget that there's, a, generally speaking, quite often a default uh, insurance component in your superannuation fund. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, correct. It's, yeah. it's there and you may not need it yeah. or you may not want it. Yeah. The mineral water of the super world. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's, it's, it's check and say, well, what's happened? My situation's changed. If what I've got is appropriate, great, keep it. Price it in the open market because you may be able to get more cover for the same premium somewhere else yeah. or better definitions elsewhere when it comes to things like income protection. Fair enough. And before we wrap it up today, apparently you'd like to talk about an opportunity. Yeah, we do. So um, unfortunately, we've, we've lost somebody to illness, um, which is, is terribly unfortunate. Um, so we have an opportunity that's, that's come up to provide some admin in the office um, and, and help you know, existing staff. So if, if you don't have a job, you're looking for a job um, and you'd like to be well remunerated, you, you don't need financial education, training or, or experience. Um, I just need somebody that has a bit of banner, you know, big smile, um, some ownership and, and, and a bit of drive. Um, we can teach you to do what you need to do, um, but I just need you to care. Um, so call the office, 6260 um, or you can ring my mobile, uh, 041 um, We've got a, a position that's available to start immediately. Um, if, if you'd like to get back in the workforce in 2021 and, and, and you're hungry and you want to be part of a, a growing team, we'd love to have you and have a chat. Um, so, you know, if there's anybody out there that's listening that wants to jump on that opportunity, we'd, we'd love to progress that with somebody and, and have somebody help us provide the service that we provide for, for 2021. So, office admin work and you get to uh, enjoy your day in a beautiful, comfortable office. Well, it's nice and cool. Barb will attest to, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of keeping the air conditioning pumping through summer. So and, you, and you, you, provide, hot. you provide the tea and coffee, I'm sure. We can do that in, as well. In, so. Indeed. Okay, if we need to know more about our superannuation, where do we go for more information? Yeah, so if you'd like to have us uh, undertake a review of your super, look at your fees and charges, 6260-4749. That's the office number. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. That's Envision with an E. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on Spotify and iTunes. And we've got YouTube Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all the takeouts of the show, the videos, you can pause it, watch it on the phone and, and, and write down what you need to compare your super fun with. Beautiful stuff, Luke. We'll catch you again next Friday. See you next Friday.